What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And the Bulls got a dub, a much-needed dub, last night against the Boston Celtics. We're going to talk about some of the takeaways from that game and how the Bulls can use this to build upon for their long road stretch. We're going to get into all that plus some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we did have the post-game show yesterday, so I'm not going to go over details on the game. Make sure you guys go and check out that post-game show if you do kind of want my immediate thoughts after the game last night against the Boston Celtics. But in short, the Bulls bounced back in a big way, playing probably their best four quarters of basketball all season long, um, and it was good to see that. They snapped their own four-game losing uh, stretch and also snapped the uh, Boston Celtics' nine-game winning stretch on top of that. And this is just a good, a feel-good win for the Chicago Bulls team before the team goes out on another long stretch um, on the road. And so, you know, the Bulls fans in attendance, the last game at home, uh, I think until December 7th, I believe, is, is this is the last game at home until then. So the Bulls team, you know, send, send their fans, their home fans, home crowd off with a, with a positive taste in their mouth. And hopefully they use this to build in some confidence on how they're going to play and need to execute the rest of the season. This was a game in which the, the, the game plan was great. It was probably on top of one of the Bulls' best four quarters of basketball. It was probably one of Billy Donovan's best coach games uh, for, for the season so far, the young part of the season. But um, outside of the Toronto game, I still would probably give him uh, the Toronto Raptors game, that second one, as the best coach game because the Bulls just came out with a great plan in that game, much like they did in this one. The Bulls playing with that with that intensity all four quarters, even though it started off a little bit slow for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they couldn't hit a shot in like the first two minutes of the game, but luckily neither could the Boston Celtics. So all that kind of came along. Now in this game, one of the uh, updates that we did get is that uh, Goran Dragic did go out with injury in the first quarter. It was his shoulder. He came back. He played a little stretch, but then sat down. Uh, Billy Donovan described it as just a stinger, uh, meaning that he got kind of hit in that neck and shoulder area. He was a little sore there. Um, but nothing that seems like it's going to be pressing or it's something that's going to keep him out for a long amount of time. Billy Donovan, it was Billy Donovan's decision to sit him um, after that second stretch and not allow him to come back in the game. With them going on a long road stretch, playing Milwaukee as the first game of that home, on that away stretch, I should say, um, it, they, they want to allow Goran Dragic to get back healthy as soon as possible. And one of the takeaways from this is that in his time, after Goran Dragic went down, Kobe White stepped in and while he did not shoot the ball well at all. Let's be clear here. The shooting was not good at all, but outside of that, he passed the ball pretty well, had some pretty good weak side defense. On the ball defense still definitely needs some uh, help, and that's always going to be the case, I think, when it comes to Kobe White. Um, but Kobe White did some things up there, and he did hit some big shots in kind of important stretches as well for the Chicago Bulls. So all that, I think, looked pretty good. Kobe White came in. Uh, he, he, he executed his role. But one of the biggest takeaways from this game is the way that the Boston Celtics were, going, were, were trying to defend Patrick Williams. They really did leave shots open for Patrick Williams. And, and to his credit, Patrick Williams did not shy away from taking those open shots that they got him. They gave him, they really sagged off Patrick Williams at that three-point line. And Patrick Williams made them pay for it, um, shooting the three ball really well in this game, getting 17 points. But the thing outside of this, and the thing that helps build some confidence, hopefully for Patrick Williams and the fan base in Patrick Williams on top of that, is just his ability, him also putting the ball on the floor right? Not being afraid to try to take players off the dribble. He had a, a sequence in which he took um, Jason Tatum off the dribble. That was just great to see. Patrick Williams was three for four from the three-point range in this game. And like I said, that was key important and really helped the Boston Celtics uh, have to stay honest in the way that they guarded him um, because they did try to sag off him and, and basically dared him to shoot it. 
And at least in this game, Patrick Williams made them pay for that. Now, while we're talking about shooting, on the flip side of that, um, the Boston Celtics shot the ball terribly uh, in the first half. Now, they did come back, had some positive regression to the mean, uh, overall shooting 38% um, from three-pointer over the course of the game. But the Bulls withstood it, right? That's the difference in this game for the Chicago Bulls. While they they defended the and got out to the three-point line pretty well, Boston Celtics were still missing some wide-open shots, so the Bulls don't get full credit for that. But the Bulls still weathered the storm. They executed well enough to where that three-point shooting did not completely um, completely hurt them. So, you know, at the end of the day, the Bulls are now 2-1 and one against the Boston Celtics, a really elite team in the Eastern Conference. And so that just plays into this, what's so weird about this team in the losing stretch? They play really well. They play down to some competition. But hopefully this is a step in the right direction um, for the Chicago Bulls. Um, another takeaway from this game is while Zach Levine didn't, have the best shooting night he had he responded to the benching very well setting a tone being the leader out there on the court setting up other players getting five rebounds five assists just playing with a level of energy there were times at this game where they really ran the offense through Zach Levine as far as letting him do most of the ball handling and setting up the offense and the Bulls looked pretty good in that in that in that time as well this was a game in which you can tell Zach Levine from the onset wanted to prove that, hey, no, I'm still Zach Levine. And while we still are waiting for his shooting to become more, he had a, a very just energizing dunk early in the game that just kind of reminded people that, oh, no, Zach Levine is still definitely here. And so that was good to see as well. Um, but to get back into some of, the, some of the, the positive takeaways from this game, the Bulls just playing, not let, getting out to a slow start, right? And it's 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 crazy how different how big of a difference that makes for the Chicago Bulls when they get out there and they're just executing right away to start with. This was probably one of the best first first quarters from the Chicago Bulls in a minute, in, in a long time. Matter of fact, we haven't had a win since November 7th. We went exactly two weeks without a win did the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, seeing them come in, execute well in this game, uh, forcing some turnovers, getting points off turnovers, winning the fast break battle uh, just was huge for them. Another takeaway from this game, one of the things that this team needs to do better, right? They did a little bit in this game. I don't want to use it as a negative, so it's kind of one of those neutral things. They need to be better at, at recognizing the mismatch. There was times where they, that Zach Levine specifically missed a mismatch uh, with, with Andre Drummond. Uh, they missed a couple of mismatches, just didn't get the ball to Nikola Vucevic when he had smaller players on him. This is something we also saw in the Orlando game when Jalen Suggs was on uh, Nikola Vucevic and things like that. So this team needs to tighten that up a little bit, do better at kind of slowing down, recognizing when you have mismatches, getting the ball to Vuce. Now, to Vuce's credit, when he did get the ball in mismatches, he definitely scored the ball really well he attacked the rim didn't settle for the outside shots in those in those moments and so that is what you want to see from Vooch we just need to see it a little bit more consistently um in my opinion for um uh, from this team and from Vooch overall so that we can continue to have that that level of success now one of the things in this game that was a big differentiator as well is that the Bulls players just hit their shots right that, that, that's just it. Alex Caruso who's been shooting his shooting has been better the last couple of games, but hasn't shot the ball well overall in the season. He was four for seven, chipping in 10 points off the bench. The leading scorer off the bench for the Chicago Bulls, Kobe White was two for eight, one for six from three-point range, but he chips in nine points as well. And Javante Green had eight. Andre Drummond had five and 12 rebounds. And that's one of the biggest takeaways from this game as well. Uh, Drummond and Nikola Vucevic combining for 25 rebounds is huge, especially in a, in a game where your opponent only has 38 rebounds. The Bulls rebounded well as a team today. Every player that checked into the game registered a rebound except Goran Dragic, but again, 
Goran Dragic, seven minutes. He was hurt. Um, the Bulls end up with 51 rebounds in this game. Now, if this if this Bulls team can attack and get those rebounds like they did in this game, it opens them up to doing more things in the fast break, especially going to be important once Lonzo ever does come back. Um, but this 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 team played a really solid game overall, and that's what you wanted to see. Patrick Williams being more aggressive. Io DeSumo putting the ball on the floor. He only took one three in this game, but he was five for eight overall from the field, chipping in 10 points, three rebounds, two assists in this game. And also, one thing that we need to look at as well, this team stayed out of foul trouble for the most part. Now, Zach Levine did have five fouls in this game. He was the player with the most fouls. The Bulls end up with 19 fouls overall in this game, which seems pretty high as a number, but as you... If you watch the game, you know that the Bulls did a pretty good job in not fouling games. They had one big foul on the, on the three-pointer that ended up in a four-point play, but they played defense solidly without allowing um, a, lot of, a lot of fouls, which is good for this team. And then you look at the turnover battles. The Bulls did have 15 turnovers, as did the Boston Celtics in this game, but um, the, the, the difference is, is that some of the more of the turnovers, I think, were forced in it that when we've seen them in a lot of the other games, we experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Didn't get a lot of the wild travel calls. Zach got one. I think I did. Did Vooch get a? I mean, did uh, Patrick Williams get a travel calls too? I don't remember exactly, but overall, this team just they just executed, and that's what the difference it makes. And that's why I have, and I know many other Bulls content creators have been pushing the just concept of kind of calm down. I know a lot of Bulls Nation was a blow it up, a this isn't working, you know, fire Billy Donovan and things like that. It's early on in the season. The Bulls now improved to seven and ten on the season. They're five and five at home, uh, still well below 500. They still have a lot of work to do. That's why I'm not some some people saying that the Bulls are back. I'm not re really quite ready to say that yet. In my opinion, I, I won't say that until I see this Bulls team execute like this over the course of a couple of games. That's just what I would want to see from them rather than just kind of react to this one game. But hopefully the Bulls, this is a stepping stone for them to get back on track and just to figure out how they need to play. I came into this game against the Boston Celtics saying that the Bulls need to implement a play style similar to that second Toronto Raptors game and just how they don't allow the defense to set up. They push the pace in transition. They rebound the ball well. Uh, they just move the ball, move without the ball. That's one of the things that we saw as well in this game, just moving without the ball. Players cutting to the rim. Patrick Williams taking the players off the dribble when he recognizes he has that type of advantage. Patrick Williams' handle is one of the, the best and most underutilized parts of his game that they really don't allow him to go. That's one of the, the disadvantages to Patrick Williams not doing more ball handling and not having sets where kind of things go through him because we're seeing Patrick Williams, not only does he have really good court vision and playmaking ability, he has a dribble now that I think has just come leaps and bounds from when he went from when he came into the league in his rookie season, we just don't get to see it that often. So it's really kind of hard to know if it's something that could be a big part of his game, could be a big a weapon in his repertoire, or if it's just something that he can do 
kind of at times. And I hope that we get to see that more from Patrick Williams. If he can do more ball handling and he can and he has that that handle like we saw last night against the Boston Celtics, that's going to open up a lot of things, especially when you look at like the, the height he gets on that jumper. He still needs to get it. I, I would love to see him get that that release off a little bit quicker. But we're starting to see Patrick Williams really round out to that player that we needed to see. I think he's now scored in double digits in three games in a row, I believe. I may be a little bit off on that. He may have had one down game in that. But we're seeing really Patrick Williams, that that whole that whole um, thing that Billy Donovan did with Patrick Williams over uh, playing 15 minutes, 15 minutes, then 20 minutes, and then, you know, eventually working himself back up into where he's played. Now he's, he's back to uh, getting over 20 minutes per game. It really did allow Patrick Williams' confidence to build in. Um, so, no, I was wrong. Looks like Patrick Williams has scored in the last four games. It's been 15 points, 5 points, 12 points, and 17 points. So he's putting it together. Um, he's getting back on track so far in the month of November, right? The whole month of November, and we're 22 days into November. Patrick Williams has scored in double digits in all but three games in the month of November. That's really good. That is a that is way more consistency from what we're seeing from a player that was getting four, five, seven points at times. So far in the month of November, for example, Patrick Williams is averaging 11.4 points per game, five rebounds, one assist, almost one and a half blocks per game, a half a steal for, per game, and only two fouls per game, which is big time because, as you know, big men, they do foul. He's also shooting the ball 51% from the field and 45% from three-point range. Patrick Williams is putting together a really good month of November, and it's good to see after the, the October, the start of the season, was so up and down for him where he averaged 7.1 7 uh, points per game and 21 minutes per game. Patrick Williams is playing better. His usage rate has gone up. His number of a shot attempts, he's gone from six shot attempts in October to 8.6 shot attempts per game in November. Patch, we, we need to start recognizing, right? As much as people crap on P. Will and you still get the comments, oh, P. Will's a bust. P. Will is starting to round out to a nice part of this offense, and he's, he's played one of his best defensive months in the season as well. I know that people, as a fourth overall pick, want to see Patrick Williams average 15 to 18 points per game. It's just not going to happen with the way that this team is made up. But we're starting to see Patrick Williams not only pick his spots better, but also just be more of a weapon. And that three-point shot for Patrick Williams is legit, bro. Is legit. He shot in the ball over 50% from three-point range in most of these games so far in the month of November. So we're seeing Patrick Williams' confidence build. We're seeing success come in that, and that's going to bode well for this Bulls team as we go forward into the season. Alex Caruso's shooting also starting to come around a little uh, slower as well. So as this team is really starting to kind of gel together, it's starting to hopefully find their rhythm, let's continue to lift this team up and kind of look and see what this team can truly be and turn into because, hey, Billy Donovan so far, that benching of Zach Levine, Zach's already said him, him and Billy Donovan are on the same page. There's no drama, nothing like that. But maybe that was the wake-up call this team needed. So far, just one game, very small sample size, and I want to be realistic in that. But hopefully we start seeing this team now build some build some positive momentum, build some chemistry, build, build some things in like this. This is the type of play style that the Bulls need to do. And as they find success in that, hopefully they continue to just play this way, continue to execute, continue to just play good basketball. That's all it is. Just play the game of basketball solidly. Think about what you do. Move with intention out there. And as long as this team does that, they can start to write this ship, right? It's not right yet. Like I said, I'm hesitant to call say that the Bulls are back. This is a, a good step in the right direction. Next up for the Chicago Bulls, they have Milwaukee. Uh, next up, we play them on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So hopefully we go into Thanksgiving with a positive mindset. Then we got OKC 
Next, uh, on Friday, we got OKC. Then Monday, we got Utah. Wednesday, we got Phoenix. And next Friday, we got the Golden State Warriors. So that is a nice stretch of games coming up for the Chicago Bulls. That Utah game specifically, I know a lot of Bulls fans are looking at Laurie Marketing season. So it's going into Utah. How Patrick Williams plays, he's going to be guarding Laurie Marketing probably most of that game. I can't wait to see that matchup and what that turns into for the Chicago Bulls. Um, but the Bulls have the test. And I've always said, I've maintained since the start of this season, Everything that we need to know about the Chicago Bulls, we're going to find out by the end of the end of November. And so hopefully this team, in course, over the course of this next uh, six-game road stretch that they have, that we start seeing this team play with that heart that we want to see, play with the determination that we want to see, uh, play with the level of focus that we want to see, and getting everybody involved in the game. If this team rebounds this way outside of just Vooch and DeMar doing what, this, what they do, if the team rebounds this way, right? We got more of the long rebounds. We were fighting for those rebounds, things like that. And we get out in transition more often. This team is going to be a dangerous team. And I know that, you know, this, this, the Bulls nation has really been in discontent because of the start of the season, rightfully so. But hopefully we're starting to see now this Bulls team uh, use this to just really build off of and we can see what this team can turn into and be over the course of the season. It's a young season. I know, I know, I know it's frustrating. We're only 17 games into the season, but um, it's more than enough time to right the ship. It's more than enough time for this team to still show and prove that they are one of the better teams in, in the Eastern Conference and hopefully in the league overall. Um, Bulls still sit at 11th right now in the standings, so they would be outside of the playoffs. But as we start seeing things improve, as we start seeing things change, I trust that this team is going to be all right. So, uh, hopefully, let me know what you guys think on everything down below as well. Who do you think was the player of the game in this one? I'm still giving it to DeMar DeRozan, but Zach Levine played a hell of a game himself as well. Good to see P-Will, Io step up when needed in, in big moments as well. And if this, if Kobe White can get consistent, which I know is a long thing and, 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 a, and a tall order for a player who's been up and down inconsistent most of his career. But one thing that we did see with Kobe in this game is when Kobe had the ball in his hands to, to the point that we had over the course of the mailbag in the weekend, when Kobe had the ball in his hands and he actually dribbled to then get to the rim and get to the cup, he was pretty effective. When he's just made to be a jump sh a jump shooting three-point shooter, he's not as effective, but he never hesitates in taking that shot, so hats off to him. But if Kobe White can also get out of this rut, boy, boy, oh boy, do we have a dangerous team on our hands. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Um, bullcentralpod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I liked in everything on go Bulls see red love you guys peace y'all this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.